meeting for January 17th. Uh, the meeting is going to come to order now, and we will begin with the Pledge of Allegiance. Please join in. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Staff can call the roll. Yes. Committee member Gross. Present. Present. Committee member Farfan. Here. Committee member Fox. Here. Committee member Imboden. Here. Vice Chair Skorpanich. Here. Chair McDermott. Here. Thank Let you. The records show that committee member Ledesma is absent tonight and we have a quorum. Thank you very much. Uh, the next item on the agenda is public comment for anything that is not already listed on the agenda that's within our purview. Is there any member of the public that wishes to speak? I don't see anyone, so we'll move on to the next agenda item, which is the consent calendar. We have one item on the consent calendar, which is approval of the minutes from the Design Review Committee meeting from December 6th. Chair, I move to approve the minutes from December 6th as written. Okay. I'll second. All right. We have a motion from Committee Member Fox and a second from Committee Member Bowden. I'd like to abstain because I was not present for that meeting. Okay. With one, one abstention. I will and abstain you, as well. Yep. Okay. Two abstentions. Uh, when ready, uh, we can vote. Okay, that uh, passes the consent calendar, and we can now move on to new business. The, f the first item we have is design review number 5127-23 uh, at 171 South Anita Drive, Share Ourselves Healthcare Facility. When staff is ready, we can have a staff report. Associate Planner Ryan Agbayani will be making the presentation. Thank you. Good evening, Chair and committee members. The project under review is a proposal for exterior and interior modifications to an existing two-story office building and other site improvements to accommodate a medical office use at 171 South Anita Drive. The site is currently developed with a two-story office building that wraps around an open-air courtyard there are 77 existing surface parking spaces distributed around the perimeter of the site and on the northern and southern ends of the building. Specifically, the applicant is proposing to demolish the eastern wing and construct two new two-story additions within the southern portion of the central courtyard area and in a segment of the western wing adjacent to the street. The reconfiguration of the building footprint also creates additional parking spaces for a total of 86 off-street parking spaces on site. The proposed addition at the western wing creates a uniform wall plane along the street frontage and the existing gap in the parapet will be infilled. As part of the demolition of the eastern wing, the central courtyard area will be reconfigured and screened with vertical aluminum Lincoln lock cladding in a wood grain finish. A cantilevered awning is proposed at the main entrance of the first floor facing the freeway and an upper canopy will connect the roofs of the two ends of the eastern wing. The interior underside of the upper canopy will incorporate the center stage green accent color to serve as a visual focal point of the freeway facing eastern elevation. New trees, shrubs, and ground cover are proposed around the building footprint within the reconfigured central open area courtyard and within the landscaping fingers in the parking lot. Street trees will also be installed per public work standards as part of the sidewalk construction. As previously mentioned, the site is currently developed and there are multiple non-conforming conditions. Currently, there is no dedicated sidewalk along the street frontage on South Anita Drive. The applicant will be required to construct a full-width, eight-foot-wide sidewalk along the property frontage. 
As such, the building will not meet the required 10-foot front yard setback as required by the C1 zoning standards. Additionally, there are existing masonry and motorized vehicular gates at the northern and southern driveways, which will be demolished. The removal of these existing structures will allow for additional landscaping areas at the two driveway entrances. The site, is, the site currently has landscaping areas around the perimeter of the site and around the building footprint. Per the tree disposition plan on sheet L1-1, there are currently 19 trees on site. 17 are located along the eastern and southern property lines. One is located at the northeast corner of the building and one at the southeast corner of the building. Of the existing 19 trees, 16 will be protected in place and three will be removed. There's a 10 foot wide sewer easement along the eastern property line and the seven existing trees currently located within the easement area will be protected in place with no new trees proposed in this easement area. 21 new canopy trees are proposed to increase the overall tree count from 19 existing trees to 37 total trees. So that's an increase of 18. On November 15, 2023, the DRC reviewed the project and provided preliminary comments and feedback related to landscaping, design, and the interface between the existing building and the required new sidewalk. The applicant revised the plans per the DRC's direction and the complete list of responses to DRC comments is included as attachment five to the staff report. The subject property is not located within a specific plan area or an established district with applicable design standards. The proposed modifications improve the appearance of the site and the streetscape by remodeling an existing building and adding new landscaping. The exterior design, colors, and materials provide an internally consistent and integrated design theme that upholds community aesthetics. Stucco serves as the primary material with both metal and wood accents. Furthermore, the center stage green accent color creates a visible contrast to the neutral colors of the building. And lastly, as mentioned before, a new sidewalk will be constructed to strengthen pedestrian connectivity on the South Anita Drive corridor. That is the conclusion of the report. Staff is available to answer any immediate questions and representatives from the applicant team are in attendance and are available for any questions and clarifications. Thank you. Thank you very much for that report. Um, is it, there anything that the applicant would like to present or uh, don't have to? It's not necessary, but if you want to tell us anything, go right ahead. Can you hear me okay? There we go. Um, thank you guys for having us back here again tonight. Uh, my name is Kate Hirsch. I'm here on behalf of Turner Impact Capital, the developer for this project. And with me tonight, I have our design team as well as um, our operator share ourselves to answer any questions that you guys might have with regards to the project. Um, the challenges we tasked our design team with to address uh, the project and the use that we have for it was to make this two-story multi-tenant office building um, more operationally functional for a single-tenant medical office user. Um, while doing so, we also tasked them to comply with code-required parking for medical office space. The strategy um, that we took on was to relocate the exterior circulation of the building to the interior, which allowed us to not only re overall reduce the building's size and square footage, and make it more efficient and more operationally functional, but also it opened up the site plan so that we could accommodate additional parking stalls on our site to satisfy the medical parking requirements. We were here in November to present this project for informational purposes to you guys and to receive some preliminary feedback. And we appreciate the feedback that we received and we uh, tried to address every single one of the comments that you guys provided, including comments about the landscape, size, location, type of landscaping, as well as the building's um, frontage on Anita and how the grade changes, affect, uh, changes from the Anita Street sidewalk to the building property line, as well as some of the comments we received about the um, exterior canopy at the back and its relationship to the landscape landscape that we had been proposing. So um, we are excited to be back here tonight. Uh, we're hoping to uh, receive approval on the project to move forward, and I will yield the rest of my time for any questions or comments you guys might have for me or uh, the team that we have here tonight. So thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, 
Is there anyone from the public that wishes to speak on this project? I don't see anyone, so we can uh, move to committee uh, questions, if there are any questions or uh, comments on the, on the project. I do have comments. If you have questions, go ahead. I'm sorry, I have a question. Go right ahead. Um, there's one of the items on the material list is a wood screen, and I think that's what this wood accent was. It said a courtyard screen, and, and I'm not seeing it on the plan, so I just didn't know where this goes. It looks it's like the image the has top of the horizontal banding. So the image showed like these horizontal banding. Is that actually happening anywhere? Or is it just on your L-shaped canopy? Oh, yes. Good afternoon. My name is Erica Madrigal. I'm with Boulder Associates, the architect and design team. Um, that would be for um, the gate in the courtyard area. And so it's basically a metal screen that has a wood finished look uh -huh. um, just because the, the metal piece itself, it's going to be more... Um, less maintenance, um, easier to maintain, essentially. So, yeah, that would be part of the courtyard screening. So does that show, like, on a site plan? I was just trying to find a plan. It's not. Myself. It's actually shown on the elevations. So if you go to page 13 of the documents, um, although it doesn't reflect the color, it is just a rough rendering identifying the location for um, the link lock Okay, so I'm seeing Peace. in the rendering it's sort of a white yes. vertical ends of, okay. And yeah. so, so the way this link and log system works, you can do a horizontal um, design piece or you can do a vertical design piece. And so we went with the vertical. Okay. Yeah. So, and then the depth on those fins is, so when I look at the rendering, it kind of feels like a, a fence. You know, like an iron, a tubular steel fence or something. Mm -hmm. So, does this? Do these have more depth to the fins? They do. Like in they come image? in different sizes. As a okay. matter of fact, I do have um, the specs for the actual cladding material, and it's it comes in different sizes. Um, yeah. Do you, yeah, Would you I'm like not, to take I'm a look at needing, this? Or? Well, see, there, it's actually not like that image because I think it's vertical. Right. But, so, but the idea is that it's not just a tubular steel fence-like look. It's, it's not. It has a thin to it. It has a thickness to it, and we're probably going to be going between a, a three-inch wide plank, um, okay. and then okay. there's going to be gaps in between each one depending on... Um, so it, it kind of has a Z-clip, so it mounts to the overall frame. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it would be about oh, a three very inch wide. It, it sounds much more interesting than the, yeah, the elevation it, looks. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Okay. Thank Agreed. You. That's it. That was my yeah. only question. Okay. Uh, did anyone else? Go ahead. So um, I want to give kudos to the design team. Very nice package. Very Thank nice you. set of plans. And also to staff for those conditions of approval. It was really well done. Um, so our charge here, this committee, uh, is to assess projects and look to see if they um, match with the required findings that we have to make. And in this case, <clears throat> the only finding that would apply is that it's a comprehensive, consistent um, design and that it meets the <clears throat> requirements in the city codes. And I do understand... <clears throat> First of all, it's existing development on the site and not a blank slate. So you have constraints from that as well as from the um, uh, sewer easement and from the front setback um, with the sidewalk being required that takes away from what would otherwise be landscaping. But I think that given those constraints, the, the uh, solution is rather well thought through and uh, substantially complies with the all the requirements that it needs to meet. Um, <clears throat> I think it's a really handsome project that will be a nice addition to the city of Orange. And um, 
kudos to you for the work that you do. Thank you. Sure, I appreciate it. Welcome to Orange. <laughs> okay. Uh, if there aren't any more questions for the applicant, I'll, you go ahead and okay. take, take a seat, and we'll have the comments from uh, from the rest of the committee. Go ahead, Mr. Farfian. Oh, I have a question. It's, oh, that's okay. It's uh, regarding on C1. I may have missed this the first time. Is there a reason why the the wall that's proposed isn't uh, backed away from the walk and against the property line. Uh, if you go to C1, um, almost there. Keep going. No, keep going. So, middle back. Right in the middle of the package. It's the civil site plan. That should be it. Uh, no. Uh, the one before that. There we go. So if you look at the, if you zoom into the front, there's a property line that's 10 feet from the face of curb. And the wall that's proposed is right against the walk. And, uh, and what caused me to really look at this is the, the skate stoppers. Those things are, you can't make those things look nice no matter what you try. Um, so my thought is, why can't the wall move back to that property line and have the landscape be in the forefront and the landscape hide that wall, and that way create more of a buffer, landscape buffer in front of that? Is there a reason why we didn't consider that by chance? Um, I don't think that there was a specific reason. I think what we were trying to do is meet the eight-foot sidewalk requirement and provide the retaining wall uh, where the width of the sidewalk ends uh, mm -hmm. because the grading there is uh, significant. And so uh, we could definitely go back and look at that and chat with our civil engineer to see if we can relocate um, mm -hmm. that retaining wall. It's about probably... I think it's 18 inches tall. Yeah, it's, um, it says 20 inches, so okay. it works with the grade. It actually become less because it's higher. Sure. So you get a lower wall, you move it away from the edge, you don't need the skate stoppers, and you have a nice landscape in front. I would say keep the same landscape design, mm -hmm. but you eliminate, you know, such an eyesore, I think, in the front of your project. Okay. Is my yeah. one suggestion. Definitely. We'll and, go back and, and chat with our civil engineer. Perfect. And then the other question, um, maybe we open this. In, in the, the landscape question for L2.1, there seems to be a gap. There's existing Melaleuca trees, uh, Quinquinerva in the back, um, but there seems to be a gap in, the, in there. I think there was a reason. I just can't remember. How come we didn't add two trees there, whether they're Melaleuca or another trees there? The sewer easement. But they're, oh, because there's existing. Yeah. Oh, those are existing. I think Good they've evening. answered the question for Yes. Us. So <laughs> along the, the east side and the south side, there is a, an easement that includes us from okay. additional trees. Thank you. Sorry you had to stand up. Not a problem. <laughs> okay. Thank you. That's all my questions. Okay. You know, can I ride on to that? Um, yes. Tag on to that? Because I do have a concern that the, if the wall moves back from the walk, mm -hmm. it's going to get closer to the foundation of the building mm -hmm. and there's a, it's a retaining situation there's a that retaining situation is going to have some kind of footing the building has some kind of footing is there going to be enough like clamps i mean will, will we create a concrete um sink i mean just like and as i recall basin. that front planter is one foot and three inches or one foot and it's section. less than two feet it's a very it's a very it's narrow at the narrowest point, it's about two and a half feet. Two and a half feet, yeah. Yeah, that's too long. So, that's so, why. That's why you're going to consider that. that. That was the original thought. And, you know, not to take away from the fact that we couldn't move the wall back, but providing that, you know, 18-inch planter that's mm -hmm. kind of outside the, the rights of the, of the project mm -hmm. might lead to some additional vandalism, um, Mm -hmm. from pedestrians if they come and they start picking plants, mm -hmm. um, at least elevating it and setting it back. Oh. Uh, we did receive additional comments from uh, safety uh, to provide uh, defensible landscape along that edge. Oh. So we did have to revise the plant palette slightly in order to uh, include some uh, defensible landscape along that edge. Got it. Then I would suggest if 
what I've done instead of skate stoppers, which get added afterwards, yeah. Yeah. the cold joint that you need anyway, or a socket in the wall, you just make that into bevel, yep. and that serves uh, two things. One, it gives you the expansion joint or separation you need from the pour, the poured wall, but also you don't need those aluminum or stainless steel the, the skate added stops. elements. Yeah, so the the formed in skate stop is a is a much preferred option. It looks a lot nicer, and keeping that at a nice rhythm, you know, four feet on center, yeah. doesn't make it feel like a, the castle tops. Yeah. A bit. Okay. So Thank we'll you. take that into consideration. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, any other comments? Okay. No, I, I did want to say that I was very pleased with how much you took to heart the, um, our comments during preliminary review, and I really think that the project is has come back better and much more clear on what's happening in the front walk and stuff. And I'm just really appreciate all you guys did on the project. You did a great job. Oh, please go ahead. And I'm just going to echo the same. Um, it's, it's clear that the team listened, but it's also clear even from the last time we saw this, that the team is interested in providing a good product. And that's, that's always nice to see. Um, there was a comment made about the staff report too. And, I was left with no questions. Um, so I wanted to thank you on that as well. It was very clear, everything. Okay. Uh, well, I certainly agree with that. It was, it was nice to, to read the um, response to all, every single one of our comments. And um, I think that, uh, that we all appreciate the effort that was made by the applicant. So the design review committee is uh, asked to approve this. This is a final, a final approval by the DRC. So if uh, there's no further discussion, we can, I can entertain a motion. I'd like to make a motion, if I may borrow your agenda, please. I'd like to make a motion to approve design review number 5127-23, share ourselves healthcare facility at 171 South Anita Drive. Okay. I'll second. Okay. We have a motion to approve and a second. When ready, please vote. <laughs> okay, unanimous approval. Thank you very much for your effort and good luck with your project. Thank you. Okay. The next item uh, on the agenda is Design review number 5101-22, which is at, located at 500 West Collins Avenue. And the recommended action is a recommendation of approval to the Planning Commission. We have same planner. Uh, good evening again, Chair and committee members. The project for review is a proposal to demolish the existing two-story office building and large detached metal warehouse building and construct a new industrial warehouse building consisting of 9,000 square feet of office space, 119,953 square feet of open warehouse space, and 17 loading docks. Other site improvements include 90 off-street parking spaces distributed along the northern, western, and southern property lines, one new trash enclosure, and a trash compactor. The proposed building is positioned at the center of the site with a portion of the western wing set in to accommodate the 17 loading docks. Access to the project site is from two existing driveways on West Collins Avenue, and a new driveway is proposed at the southwest corner of the site which will provide access to West Nicholas Avenue to the south. For landscaping, new trees, shrubs, and ground cover are proposed at the front of the property facing West Collins Avenue, at the rear of the property facing West Nicholas Avenue, and along the western property line, and also around the perimeter edge of the building. A uniform row of Brisbane box trees is proposed along the eastern edge of the building which is set back roughly 36 feet from the eastern property line, uh, which is adjacent to the railroad. A total of 76 trees are proposed on site as shown on the final landscape sheet in the project plans, which is attachment two. 
For exterior lighting, 12 LED Cobra head light poles are distributed around the northern, western, and southern property lines, and wall pack lights will be installed on the exterior of the building per the site photometric plan. The proposed design incorporates materials such as metal panels, decton exterior cladding, metal frame windows, clear anodized mullions, and blue reflective glazing. The use of various materials, complementary colors, and dynamic parapet heights break up the scale and mass of the building. The applicant's full design narrative is included as attachment three. One notable characteristic of the site is the adjacent proximity to the OCTA railroad with an existing railroad crossing on West Collins Avenue. For private development, immediately adjacent to the railroad right-of-way and near railroad crossings, OCTA has implemented the Southern California Regional Rail Authority, or SCRA, design criteria manual. During circulation of the plans and the draft mitigated negative declaration, OCTA provided written comments, which is included as attachment seven. Related to landscaping, all trees and shrubs within 150 feet of the crossing may obstruct the safe site distance of the intersection and the visibility of warning signals and signage for all users of the crossing. To comply with OCTA's line of sight safety regulations, the applicant is not proposing any trees at the northeast corner of the project site, which is immediately adjacent to that railroad crossing. The subject property is not located within a specific plan area or an established district with applicable design standards. The proposed industrial building improves the appearance of the site and the West Collins Avenue streetscape by bringing in a new modern building with new landscaping. The exterior design, colors, and materials of the proposed building provide an internally consistent and integrated design that upholds community aesthetics. The use of various materials, complementary colors, and layered panels, and dynamic parapet heights break up the scale and mass of the building. That is the conclusion of the report. Staff is available to answer any immediate questions, and representatives from the applicant team are in attendance and available for any questions and clarifications. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, if the applicant would like to make any presentation, please go right ahead. Evening. Uh, I don't have a presentation to add. I think uh, Ryan covered everything really comprehensively. So thank you so much for that presentation. Uh, my name is Montana Kanan. I'm here on behalf of the applicant. Um, and uh, members of our team are here as well. Our uh, architect is here from HPA, and our landscape architect is also here from Hunter Landscaping. Um, we just want to say we're really excited to bring this project to the city of Orange, and uh, our team and city staff have worked really well together to redesign this existing um, property into a Class A building. Uh, we don't have a tenant in tow at the moment, but we feel that the superior and high-quality design of this type of building will attract some really great users to the city and, and be beneficial to us and to the community. So thank you very much for your time, and we're happy to answer any questions that you might have. Okay, thank you. Uh, is there any member of the public that wishes to speak on this project? I don't see anyone. Uh, so we can take some questions. I, I would like to just um, ask a question before we get started. I read the uh, Arborist report, which um, identified uh, trees to remain and trees to be removed. But I, I'm not clear which ones those are. On the, are they identified on the landscape plan? Uh, we did clarify with the applicant uh, prior to this meeting, so all trees proposed per the landscape plan will be new. There will be no trees uh, preserved. We did provide the arborist report as an attachment for context, but uh, based on the applicant's landscape plan, all the trees and landscaping will be new, and I guess we can have the applicant um, elaborate on that if needed. So there were, there were like 47 trees that were in the arborist 
not to be removed, but all of the all of them will be removed. All of them will be removed okay. per the landscape plan. Yes. Okay. Thank you for that uh, clarification. Are there are any questions from the committee? Please go ahead, Mr. Farfan. I like. Hello. I'd like to start with uh, details first, then I'm moving on to the landscape. I see there's a eight-foot fence uh, proposed, and is the, my question is, typically, visually, and also for safety, we provide four inches on center for the pickets. I notice these are uh, six inches on center, and uh, on page DAB-A 4.1. Is there a reason for that? Hi, my name is Ruben Choi from HPA. I'm the architect on the project. Uh, are you referring to the 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 distance between uh, of the wrought iron or uh, yes, the, the tubular steel? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think this is there's not, nothing specific uh, yeah. regarding. I some, yeah, I have some concerns. Uh, typically, on that size, you have head entrapment for you know um, wildlife, but also for children. It's recommended, uh, you know, four inches on center for railing, and I think it looks a little bit better. Um, so yeah. th- that was just one of my questions on. I believe they are four inches on center. I think that that's per code uh, for guardrails as well. Yeah, this says six inches on center. Okay. Yeah, maybe we'll revise this okay. once we go into uh, design. Perfect. The, the same thing on the fencing. How far back? It's really hard to tell. How far back it is from the street side? The f- on off of a uh, Collins? Yes. Uh, we don't have any fences on that end. Uh, the fences are in the perim- perimeter. Uh, we have a four-foot-high fence. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Thought it was me scratching. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, we have a four-foot-high uh, fence that's about 150 feet. I think okay. uh, we're trying to keep visibility. So 150 feet off of Collins. Um, after that, we have uh, uh, eight-foot-high fences that go all the way down, and uh, it goes all the way down to uh, Nicholas Avenue, as well as the separation between our property and the, and the uh, neighboring property, uh, as well as at the south portion. Or, sorry, the west portion, or plan south. Yes, eight-foot high fence running all the way across, but nothing on the street side. Yeah, that's where I'm concerned. On this, on the plan south, um, how far does it go to the, on the left, on the north? Where does it stop? Um, right now we're showing going all the way to the street. Yeah, okay. That's, that's going to be... Um, a comment I have. Okay, perfect. And then I have some uh, landscape questions. If I okay, yeah. no problem. That's okay. Or should I hold my landscape questions? No, go right oh. ahead. Perfect. So let me get my bearings here. Thank you. Um, hello. Hi. On the the planting area right adjacent to the building in the front is um, trying to find the right sheet. There we go. You can see the the, the wheelchair parking in the front there. Yes. And then you, it appears to, you have a, you know, the tactile walkway there, and then you have a planting little sliver against the building. How wide is that planting area there? It's, it's pretty narrow. There's not a lot of space once you get the ramp in there mm-hmm. and the setback that's required. Um, I'm not provided mushroom in there got it yeah that's one of the concerns i have it's um this building's really tall mm-hmm. and where you need landscaping to really do the job of buffering uh the building uh or creating a foundation you are given such a small space and we have the smallest shrub there um so that's just uh, a concern i have the other thing there's um there's some plants here i'm not too familiar i have to look them up but i was assured somewhere in the internet that these are small the, the border plant on the, if you zoom into the second uh, tr- uh, tree there in the bottom page. Oh, sorry, you're almost there. There we go. Okay, the, the border planting 
Cecilia on the right. That is a small plant, right? It's, There's many it's versions. It's like of a, gla- a grass, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm there's familiar like, with the. I attempted to make a multi-layered situation there, right. and the yeah, the the grasses. Okay, got it. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. So I, the one I'm familiar with is really big. I was like, why would they put the big one up there? But it's just my unfamiliarity with that plant. Um, okay, I think those are my landscape questions. Sure. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to get clarification on a comment made earlier about the locations of the wall pack lights. Um, I and Maybe it was in our digital package. I'm not finding anywhere in our print package that we actually have a photometric study, so I'm not really able to locate those. And just to make it easy, what I'm concerned about, um, the, the question that I'm posing is the wall, any wall packs that would be used on the street facade. Um, what I'm finding more and more as I drive around town that these wall packs sometimes can be so bright, even to drivers going down the street, that I have a little bit of concern about those. So we don't necessarily even need a photometric if someone is able to just share with me where they're at, how high they are, that sort of thing. And again, it's concern over any impacts to to the street. We, I don't think we have provided the photo, photometric because it wasn't requested. Okay. Uh, we typically don't do them and, okay. uh, until we go into design. Yeah, sure. But I can give you some information about the wall packs. Um, uh, I believe since we have the parking, we could go without wall packs or we could just have uh, light poles in the parking. Okay. Uh, but often... The wall packs tend to look a little bit better because it, there's a downlight on the walls, uh, which looks a little bit better than seeing spotlights on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Um, and typically, the wall packs are installed about 31 or 32 feet off the ground. Um, but we can do a study of that. Uh, and typically, when we uh, submit uh, a photometric, uh, the only department that reviews this is police department mm-hmm. because they don't want to see that we're exceeding the the candlelight per square foot mm-hmm. uh, to that creates glares and they can't. Oh, sorry, yeah. they can't uh, uh, see the site uh, for for safety. So. Uh, but we can work on that if he, okay. if it's required. Okay. We can we can talk yeah. amongst, amongst ourselves if we want to address that. But I thank you for your answer. Mm-hmm. I'm just noticing more and more as, like I say, I go around town that it's hard to see the building. It's hard to see the parking lot. It's hard to see anything other than these really bright lights on the side of the building. And um, I think that's one thing if you're in the parking lot, but if you're still on the street, then that becomes troublesome also seeing pedestrians that might be crossing the driveway and that kind of thing. So just a little bit sensitive. Yeah, the police department is usually very strict about uh, about that because okay. they don't want to see too bright. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, thank you. And the wall packs are very slim. The LED lights are much better nowadays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all they're very slim and, and not very noticeable. Yeah. Uh, probably we'll be using a white pack. Um, they look really good. Okay. Okay. Are there any other questions or comments? I did have a question for you. Um, looking at the grading plan, it looks like you're pulling a lot of dirt out of the very back of the lot because at on Nicholas there seems to be an existing retaining wall there, and now you're making a drive access. So from what I could see, it's dropping like there's a five-foot differential right now. And so you're actually pulling that grade way low in that back parking lot. <clears throat> and, and so you're, um, you're transitioning then to Nicholas, you know, fairly. I, I didn't know if it was going to be a steep transition or not. But that's also where all those really huge Canary Island date palms are. I mean, Canary Island pines, pines are. And so I can see how by being able to create that access, um, you're having to lose all those trees along the back property line. I'm not sure where all the other trees are. I was really not able to find an existing site plan showing where those were. Um, but I'm just not sure if maybe it was in with the grading package. Um, 
I'm not sure. But I can certainly understand. Um, I think it'll be improved from Nicholas Avenue to have that retaining wall gone. And I think it can, I, I, I think that's a handsome building that you've designed and the materials are very nice. And I just think it's a nice add to the city. Yeah. But um, so it seems that, that those mature trees are lost and that's, that's kind of saddens me. Um, and I'm not sure if there was any study done. There's a 10 foot wide setback between the parking and the rear property line, but not knowing exactly where those tree trunks are. I just, I don't know. I wasn't sure if there was a, any thought to trying to save some of those. Um, I believe I'm not the civil engineer, <laughs> right. but uh, I think I Montana can answer. Thank you. Actually, Ryan, if you have your package in the Arborist report, um, there is a map with the tr all the existing trees that were on site. Uh, and one of the main reasons that we didn't look into keeping the mature existing trees, uh, I believe there's 41 of them that are viable of the 47, was because when you grade a site like that, you start to interrupt the tree's root systems. Yeah. Uh, and in our experience, we found that it leads to the trees ultimately dying. Um, and while we could just take them out later, um, it does create a bit of a liability where you have branches falling or just even on the front of Collins, one of the trees was deemed um, that it should be removed because of the tilt that it has. They just start to lean because they're so heavy and the soil comes up. So that was one of the reasons we did not explore keeping any of the mature trees aside from the ones that ultimately conflict with our, our site plan design that wouldn't allow us to build um, the building and have the parking and the access that it does. So if you actually look at this map that Ryan's pulled up, all the numbers, uh, they represent trees. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, any, any further comments? Go right ahead. Sorry, I have one more. Um, you provided a sheet with elevations uh, as a separate 11 by 17. Um, does this one current, currently match the planting plan? It, it, for me, it doesn't. Um, someone could speak to that. Uh, no. Uh, this was just to, you know, early in the, in the, in the design process. Um, we did not incorporate the existing uh, landscape. Um, what we're proposing. Yeah, basically, this is just to make it look good. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and looking at your front elevation on the top, where I would think I would put the pines is in the center, right where the you were circling there with your cursor, and not in front of the windows. If you look at the planting plan and you look at the elevation, um, it just seems um, you kind of you sort of need to study the elevation and place the trees appropriately in terms of where you have windows have it more open and where you have this facade wall that's just blank. Um, that's where I would put the pines. Is there a reason why you, you did that? Um, no, I think, uh, uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> We're going back and forth. We should all just stay up here. Yeah. So um, that 150-foot setback per OCTA, we actually had trees all along the frontage um, to try and maximize the landscaping and the trees on the site. So where you actually see where there are no trees, um, that's for that octa setback. Uh, so we did, like you said, we did just leave kind of the remaining trees on the frontage, but we can certainly move those and we can't move them around, but we can take a tree out if you'd like to see the windows. No, I, I'm more for trees. <laughs> That's what we thought, so we kind of tried to pack them in wherever we could uh, that didn't interfere with the OCTA guidelines. Perfect. Since you're up, um, sure. those, those trees that have been there for a long time, they've been in that 150-foot zone. Mm -hmm. And look at the grading, in my opinion, um, those are sort of grandfathered in, and you're really affecting the site, the front frontage of the site. I know is maybe that front area, since they're already there, and, you know, why not keep them? 
other than the grading issues that you mentioned? Sure. So um, the trees that are actually existing in that sort of right along the front in the island area between the two driveways, um, there's three large uh, pine, sycamore pine, I think they are, and each of those actually conflicts with an element of our site plan, um, be it the walk, the ADA walkway, um, the backflow that we're keeping for our water connection, um, and then the other tree that I mentioned that's leaning over in the arborist report was requested to be removed. Um, the trees within the corner closest to that octa, um, well, the, the crossing for the railroad, those three trees, there'll be... Uh, Per our grading plan right now, there's about a foot difference in grade. It makes it pretty difficult to, to keep those. Got it. But Thank I understand you. your, your desire. Appreciate it. Thank you. Those are all my questions. Okay. The, the comments I had were brought up, Robert brought up the lighting. That's the biggest concern I have. I kind of live in that area of town, and I use this street often, and there's a couple buildings along the way that the lights do kind of shine right out onto the right of way. So that's my biggest concern, is the lighting. And you addressed why the landscape was adjusted for the, for the train. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Are there, uh, if there are no further comments on anything, uh, we've had very reasonable explanations on why, why it's been done the way that it has been done. And I appreciate, I appreciate the information that uh, we've been given does so a few of the things that have come up are the lighting and the fence slant spacing are these things that we need to um if we can condition there's no real reason on the on the north side northwest that the fence needs to go all the way to the street mm -hmm. i know there's a gate further back is there a way we can push that back to a certain setback uh, it doesn't have to be all the way to that gate but if it can be somewhere 20, 30 feet from the street. So you're not looking at this freestanding fence that really does no purpose. Okay. So can, you're, can we look? Just so I understand, you're saying yeah. that the eight-foot fence should not come up to the property line. Yes. It should be lower and should step up. Should step up or just move all the way back? If that's What if, except, what if it started the train, at the parking space? Because the like if you look side, at the, um, what are we looking at? Yeah. West property line. If it started at the first parking space and that's where the wrought iron fence started and then you didn't have any between that parking space and the back of walk? Can I propose a recommendation? Yeah. I think that's a really great idea and I actually can't speak to where the adjoining property's fence begins and ends, which I should know, but um, could I propose that we just keep the fence uh, just to match up with the adjacent property's fence, wherever that may go, and then at the minimum or maximum, it could go to the parking lot if there is no fence? Actually, Ryan, Ryan, can you show us a bit of what that looks like, that area that we're talking about? Do we have a photo or anything? Hmm? Oh, that's right. Pause it, play. Paw in order. <laughs> oh, it's a chain link fence. Chain link. Yeah, see, that's, that's what I'm concerned about. It's just a freestanding chain link fence it's not on their property though it seems like it's another side <laughs> so you'll you'll have like a dual fence you have a battle of fences um, yeah so we yeah we would have a dual fence unfortunately we are, we would have to fence our side all the way to the back of walk we would we would fence our side um no matter what, but we're open to your suggestion of where you think that fence should end, given that this is what it looks like. Yeah. Um, see where that tall post is? Mm -hmm. That's where you're going to have dual fences. You're going to have that beauty over there and yours. It's, um, I don't think you need to take that all the way to the back of walk, is, is my opinion. Okay. Let's see whatever, what the committee well, thinks. Maybe, maybe if we could get clarification from staff, I think actually our municipal code prohibits double fences within 12 inches of one another. Is that correct? Nice. I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but I, that's what I recall. No, that is absolutely correct. Um, um, unless there's a kind of a approval by the community development director or designee, that, that is the general rule. You can't have two parallel fences within close proximity of each other. So that if the fence was to be constructed 
you know, you'd have the two parallel fences and that would not meet code. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Would the committee allow us to use the existing fence as it is? Yeah, because that's off the property. I would say that we could certainly allow you to not put a fence on your side. You certainly don't need to for our for, for us, I don't believe. If it went all the way back to your gate, and that's where you started your fence, then you wouldn't have this double fence situation in the front. Mm -hmm. And if this neighbor ever did take that fence down, it'd be quite nice <laughs> to not have that fence. Um, but then you could certainly opt for another fence situation if, if this fence ends up coming down by paw and order, they might, you know, change that at some point. That's well, my opinion. I, I, I believe we, this will be need to be clarified with my clients. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, I think if we use the existing fence as it is in other areas except for the truck yard where the trucks are, we need to secure that area. Definitely. And we don't want just that chain, chain link fence. That's not enough uh, to secure it. So I think so. what you would have to do in that case, if, if you know, maybe Ryan can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you would have to negotiate with the neighbor to take down their fence where you want to put your secure yard fence. Right. They would need to take down their fence so you don't violate the code and have two fences. I'm sure right. they would be fine to take out the chain link. Right. Think, I mean, but, uh, you know. that it's pretty easy to, to remove yeah. the chain link. Uh, yeah. what, what we would be proposing would be footings with uh, proper posts yeah. uh, mm -hmm. uh, and eight-foot-high fences. Yeah, much higher quality. Uh, and they'll be all painted and finished, so it wouldn't be just galvanized metal with chain link. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're not here to guide you through that process, but... Um, that would be, to me, I would think that would be a way you could maintain your security. You need to negotiate that with them to take their fence down so you don't have a code violation. And then if you don't have any fence from your gate, line of your gate, all the way to the front facade, mm -hmm. I, think, I think everybody up here would be happy with that, I think. Yes. And, um, and then it would save you some fence costs. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Great. I, I think that's a wonderful idea. Yeah. Uh, we'd, we'd like to proceed with that. Okay. So we can okay. make that well, a condition of our... Well, we can, we can make that... Well, a, this is actually a recommendation to Planning Commission, so... Uh, th this is recommendation to Planning Commission. Is, so we can make correct. it a, a condition that we... And along with our recommendation to Planning Yes, we certainly can, we can do that. Um, so we just need to, to come up with whatever, whatever conditions we... Uh, we want to send along. Okay. And I'd just like to make a comment. It's a very handsome building. Um, it's going to be a nice addition um, on the street, streetscape side as well as that sort of urban landscape that people see when they're on the train, um, which is pretty bleak if you've taken the train um, anywhere in Southern California. Uh, my only issue is that you've got 75, about 75% 75 of the trees based on the formula but you've got extra parking spaces. Mm -hmm. So uh, my preference would be to take out those extras and um, be able to allow room for a couple more trees. We're making conditions or recommendations. Mm -hmm. I see that the reason for those, uh, I understand your concern or, or your ask. Um, the reason we did that was just to provide flexibility for the future tenant to have um, more employees keep cars off the street, and also add additional um, accessible vehicle parking spaces. We do comply, but it's always nice to be able to have more per code. Um, but if that is something that the committee does wish, um, we're not going to quote-unquote wider die on three parking spaces. But it, it does help with the marketability um, and the flexibility for users to have lots of parking for their employees. Well, since there's since there are restrictions for how many, where you can put the trees, there, so you have blank space that you can't use for trees, but you have the extra parking spaces. It seems like using it for the for the trees that you haven't been able to put in the other place would be a good idea to to me anyway. I'd rather I'd rather see uh, a few more trees if you can get them in there. Okay, Ruben, can we fit that? I mean, I know the parking plan. Yeah, I mean. Okay, so. Just so I understand, do you think the 
parking stalls should be the ones along the facade in that train area, but set back? I would leave it up to um, the applicants to figure out which Where? which of those parking stalls and um, work best for their purposes and what might be um, best for trees. So, okay. um, I have no specific direction on that. Thank you. Let give you the flexibility. Right, as long as the, just just the the end result of. A, a few more trees for uh, in place of the three parking spaces of their choice. So is so. It, are there any other things we want to condition? Do we want to make a condition about the uh, lighting? Just that it is. I would like for okay. that to be in there. But my my recommendation is we might need to look to staff to help shape some of these recommendations. Mm -hmm. um, you know, with the fence, it sounds like we're perfectly happy with the design and we want to approve it, um, but that there may be some issues that something needs to be negotiated with the neighboring property. And obviously, you know, how that happens is not under our not control, mm -hmm. um, but we should acknowledge that, I think, in the condition. Mm -hmm. And in terms of the lights that we're talking about, um, I don't know what staff might have, if any, of a recommendation on that, how to address that, um, other than just leaving it up to others later, I'm a little uncomfortable with. Um, because it, again, what I'm talk <coughs> talking about is all the way at the public right away, that these high mount, high intensity light packs really become a problem, I think. Can we condition it with something as vague as light shields, something like that, some language in there that shields and does not the From the right of way? From the right of way. Does color <laughs> fix it if we condition it? Yeah, to, uh, <clears throat> to committee member and Bowden's point, <clears throat> I'm just thinking at past projects. I know for Jim's original, the, uh, the issue of the neighboring wall between the commercial space and the residential property to the west um, one of the conditions that the DRC required was coordination between the applicant and the neighbor. So that could, if that's the direction the DRC wants to go, we can kind of come up with a condition similar to that. Um, for the lighting, the code does require, you know, light shields or light fixtures to be installed in a way that doesn't create, um, you know, impacts to the surrounding community. So I think we incorporated that standard language in the staff report, but if the DRC wants a stronger, different language inputted, we would be open to that. Um, also, I think about, um, I've seen conditions for lighting temperature. I think the DRC has also incorporated those types of conditions. So just throwing it out there um, for discussion, but those are the types of things that I've seen in past projects that could be applicable here. Committee members, um, if I could point you to condition number seven in your staff reports, it does address, <clears throat> excuse me, the temperature of the light uh, with the limit of the 3,000 Kelvin. Yeah, yeah. It's already in I, there. Okay. A, yeah. a starting I'm, point. Yeah, thank you. I'm not necessarily yeah. concerned about the temperature of the light um, in this particular case as much. I mean, I think that we could condition very easily that the point of the light source is not visible at the public right away, but I don't know that that's. If you're talking about using a wall pack, I don't. It will be visible. It will absolutely, and it's 30 feet high. It absolutely will be visible. Yeah. And again, I'm just concerned about the street facade. So, so I think conceptually, you're you're. It seems like you're leaning towards having lights mounted out at the parking that would be shining more back at the building and not towards the street as much. So it's shielded from the street, but it could still light the lot or the building itself. I, I believe, okay, I, I believe I misunderstood your initial comment on that. Um, if your concern is that you will see a glare, a spotlight yeah. mm -hmm. from the wall pack, mm -hmm. um, I haven't used this before, but I, I'm pretty sure that there should be some kind of shield okay. that, I mean, you would see the light, but you would not see the spot. Okay. The source, Coming yeah. directly from the wall pack, but, you, I mean, you still see the cone. Okay, uh, well, 
if you're comfortable with that, we can put yeah. a condition. We sometimes put conditions on that the point source of the light should not be visible I'll from be visible. a certain location or something. If you're comfortable doing that, right. that solves this problem totally. easily. Yeah. So I, okay. okay. You can you can achieve it in many different ways. Right. However, right. you come Agreed. up with. Right. Okay. Agreed. Okay. Okay. That's easy enough to condition. Then. Okay. Um, does anyone want to make a motion? <clears throat> I don't mind making a motion. Okay. I'll, I will assist you if you <laughs> thank you <laughs> if you'll start it. So, what's the item we are on? Chair, I'd like to uh, move to. Recommend approval to the Planning Commission for Design Review Number 5101-22, the building at 500 West Collins Avenue. Um, based on the findings that are in the staff report, with the conditions listed in the staff report, with two additional conditions as follows. Oh, okay. Maybe more than two. Maybe more than two. <laughs> okay, multiple um, conditions, additional conditions as follows. That the... Uh, the wrought iron fence that is proposed for the west property line be reconsidered in light of the adjacent neighboring chain link fence and that a um, coordination with the neighbor to achieve the code requirement that you don't have um, two adjacent fences next to each other, abutting each other. That's a, yeah. um, and a recommendation that that fence line be eliminated between the front gate or the proposed tubular steer fence be eliminated between the front gate and the property line at West Collins Avenue. Um, and that's a recommendation, not part of the condition. Um, another condition is that light, the lighting for the exterior of the building be designed such that the source of the light is not seen from West Collins Avenue. There are two streets, don't we? And also on West Nicholas Avenue. So from the both of the street right of ways. And, did we have and also that we, uh, will eliminate the three extra parking spaces to provide additional trees slash trees uh, at the um, applicant's um, discretion. discretion. And I then... I would like to make a recommendation that they could also consider recouping parking spaces within the zone that the trees aren't allowed to be. Right now there's quite a bit of landscaping between your, your um, northeast corner and your building and I don't know since we can't have trees there <laughs> maybe parking spaces could be there instead I don't know that was a recommendation to consider uh, it, I, I'm not I think there's a 20-foot setback per the city code Ryan correct me mm -hmm. if I'm incorrect but that pretty much encompasses that landscaping area no it looks more like it's 50 or 60 feet in at one corner on that landscape area there's a little triangle but there might be an opportunity to get some more parking spaces, um, basically mirroring from your your east your easterly drive aisle. You could mirror some um, parking spaces on the other side of that, and still be twenty foot back. But anyway, it's well, something we, we welcome the opportunity we could, to redesign. I'm just thinking it's a way to maybe win win mm -hmm. that you could. Okay. Could, well, that's um, a recommendation. Okay, good. So that would be a recommendation. And then just to get back to the motion and the conditions, I want to um, check with Mr. Farfan. There was a concern about the slat spacing and head entrapment. Uh, I think he agreed that that was a typo. That's a typo. Okay, we don't need to worry. We don't need to put that okay. in. So, okay. so are you done with your? Yes. I'm sorry. Are you done yes. with your motion? Yes. Okay. I'd like to just ask for one amendment to that if possible, that the language be stated that the parking space trade-off for landscape is being requested so that the project can become, will, could be designed closer to the city's benchmark, landscape benchmark. For, for tree count. For tree count. Mm -hmm. If you're okay. Yes, I'm, f I'm fine with that amendment. Okay. 
All right, so we have a, a motion to uh, recommend approval with several conditions and recommendations. Uh, and I'm going to second that motion. Is there any further discussion? Okay, then when ready, please vote. Okay, uh, we have uh, a unanimously approved recommendation for approval to the Planning Commission. So we'll send you on your way in the process. Next step is the Planning Commission. Thank you very much for the application and good luck. If there's nothing further this evening. Uh, Madam Chair, I did yes. want to um, note that I will be absent at the February 7th meeting. Okay. We have, uh, February 7th is our next regularly scheduled meeting. And uh, since there are no, no further business, I'm going to adjourn the meeting. Thank you all. Good night.